Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash IMTV and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash IMTV. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to an episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I'm Fern here with Dom. Hey, hey, hey. So if you're listening to this podcast, then you must know that the coronavirus is over. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys didn't know, I'm sorry we're breaking it to you like this. Yeah. You should get more on your news. But yeah, um, our, obviously our great governor uh-huh. uh, of, of Arizona told us that the virus doesn't exist after this Friday, mm-hmm. so a little bit, little, and yeah, now we could get back to uh, being normal, I guess. Um, what 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 did George George W. Bush he, the sign that he had? Um, mission accomplished. But seriously, though, here in Arizona, they want to start lifting all these well, yeah they already did like bar- like barbershops and oh yeah can, yeah can like ha like you can have people in because my mom just got a haircut i've been meaning to get one for months yeah i mean you mean you mean you've been meaning to get the coronavirus yeah, yeah uh yeah actually that's what i yeah 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 exactly yeah uh, it, you know trying to explain my thought process on states opening up is kind of hard because I do want things to stay closed as possible. But I also know that the way that this virus is going, mm. it's hard to really predict. Yeah. See, because I'm someone who was like, hey, you know, I try to think logically. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and having these conversations are kind of hard because if you lean one way, then you're a libtar. Yeah. But if you lean another way, oh, then you're just a, a, white, a right-wing piece of shit. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm just kind of like, I don't know, doing research and, you know, well, following what people are doing. And, and that, yeah, and, and I, you know. I fall into that constantly because, like, as someone who is, like, staunchly independent, I don't like either party because they're both ridiculous but like I, I think we both fall more towards like progressive, right? And um, where we we do see the issues, and we can we can side with certain people sometimes, but we side with people other other things. But see, but I we think, see. I think it's because we see the arguments for both sides. But I think that when we say progressive, people think, "Oh, you're all A liberal." Yeah, you're all um, left leaning. It's like no, here. our progressiveness is centralized. Everyone yeah. else is skewed. Yes. Everyone yeah. else is either far left or far right. Um, what are they? Libertarians think that they're oh, more centralized. Yeah. No. Oh, no. They're oh, they're no. definitely more right wing. And and I and I uh, the reasons why I think the reason why libertarians frustrate me is because they see the same issues that we see. They 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 constantly complain about the same thing we do, right? But their idea for how to fix it is like wh- why would you want to pro- why would you want to privatize that like the post office like 
they want to privatize the profile the post office but then that means that we're going to they're going to be charging more to to deliver something or hey you guys like the post office right now can deliver to rural areas they'll probably be like no we're not going to do that it costs too much money nah. it's not part of our um what do they call it the bottom line yeah and i think like that, that's frustrating yeah is because i can't like one thing that uh these it's like a mix of conservative and like conspiracy theorists. They're always talking about like, oh, the numbers are fake. The numbers are fake. I totally agree. I know the numbers are fake, but that's not because there's a secret cabal that's trying to yeah. control this. It's literally because it's yeah, way easier for hospitals to be like, we're pretty sure that this is a coronavirus uh, stat like. Um, or this death is tied to coronavirus and it's probably also because of profit and they're like oh see now you're just oh now you're just believing in the lamestream media yeah. and it's like what are you guys talking about yeah. like you guys are literally the same people we're the ones who are trying to be the the outliers yeah. really yeah you're like one person's like you're ridiculous because you only get your news from fox i get mine from cnn and it's like how does that make you different, like, at all? I don't get my news from either of those sources because they're completely biased. Yeah, I get mine from Al Jazeera. <laughs> um, no, but it, it's, like, it's so confusing trying to, like, explain where you stand, especially right now, where I don't want Arizona to open up, but I am also interested to see, like, what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. And, like... People are, like, packing. And then that's another thing, too, is, like, on Mother's Day, they were showing, like, restaurants that were, like, packed because people could go out, right? And it's, like, they're not taking, like, these, these places are sometimes not taking the precautions. And they're just, like, oh, well, we need the business. So they're lumping all these people together. And it's, like, that's going to lead to more people having it. And that's going to, like, that. what was the whole point of us doing this in the first place then, right? It's just, like... I just don't understand, like, why you would think, like, oh, this disease that's killing people, like, oh, it's not really real, right? Because I can't, it's not affecting me or my family. I think that's really what it is. It's like, well, I don't think it's all people. I believe it's <clears throat> certain people of less pigmentation that Agreed. that like to think, like, if it doesn't happen to them, that means it never happened. It's just, it's so scary that... All this shit is happening, and the first thing that people do are like, "Yeah, no, this isn't this isn't real." And it's I think it's been the years and years of building on different conspiracies. Like, it's led to this. Well, that's what all conspiracy is. Like, we always talk about how all of this shit adds up to one thing, and then people run with it, and then they keep adding to it. Like, like the whole thing with like. Oh, well, China did this and this. It's like, yeah, of course China's at fault because they did lie about yeah, like the they, virus. They, they did lie. Like all that shit is real. It. Yes. All of it is real. But that but doesn't. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they're like, oh, see, they're the ones who, who made it and they physically brought it over here and blah, blah, blah. And that's why see, that's why I say all Chinese people have it. It's like, that's not how it fucking works. If you believe that, then you have to believe that. The Chinese government also did exactly what you're saying that the U.S. government did. So then you're saying that 
the U.S. government is in cahoots with the Chinese government. So what you're saying is, well, we're also part of the Chinese government. So then, like, why is it that you're still okay with some people who are part of the government? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that does to me that doesn't make any fucking sense too. Like, where you believe certain people in the government, spe- spe- certain specific people, but then you won't believe other people. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying that the governments are doing this together, but obviously Trump's not a part of it. No, but he's he's trying to defend us from it, even though he his. Would- his cabinet is getting like his people in his in the White House are getting it, but it's like, but see, he's defending against it. See what I mean? Like it's so easy to unravel these things, but for some reason, it's it, people are so hard headed about it, uh, and it's like the reality is that there's just some fucking mutant virus that's going around, and we're trying to fucking hurry up and figure out what it is. But it's not helping when there's giant groups of people literally keep spreading it. There's people I saw there like, oh, it's crazy how, like, you can't get the virus at, like, big box stores. And it's like, who the fuck said that? Yeah, who, who because, said that? Because a small business was too small to to stay open, but a Target or a Walmart isn't. That's fucking capitalism's fault. Yeah. And what what I think is disgusting is like you claim that you you love capitalism, right? And you want these main what do they call them? main street mom and pop stores to exist, but it's like but because of something like this, they can't because bigger companies they take all the money away from it because they can afford to do this. And yet, even though they can afford to stay open, they still can't pay their employees, right? A living way oh, to keep them at home and like and safe. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, it's there's a lot of shit going on, and it's difficult to be level headed when no one wants to be level headed. Yeah. But all I could say is just like, I don't know. Stop trying to follow one path or the other, and just see everything as a whole. Yeah. Like it's it's not as black and white as you think it is. Yeah, I mean, if you if you, I think that, I think people should live by this. If you need to go out for something, depending on what it is, if it's something a, a necessity, like groceries, right? I think you should go out for that. But if it's not like if it's something like, hey, I just want to go out for the day, it's like maybe you should stay inside. Yeah, no one gives a shit about your shitty friend. Yeah, who wants to hang out with you, smoking his car. It's like. And fucking not be boring for like one second. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not that hard. Yeah. But whatever. Well, too much depression in the world right now. We'll just, we'll have some fun now and talk about Woo-hoo. movies and yeah. TV. And that can't be depressing. <laughs> right? This is the fucking news. Can Christopher Nolan pull the movie theater chains out of their dark night. According to a new poll, 44% of moviegoers said that they would go out to see Nolan's new film, Tenet, which was one of a handful of new releases not to move their premiere date. Uh, Two titles that tied for second place with 11% each are Mulan and um, Marvel's Black Widow. For now, Warner Brothers is counting on the 200 million plus production to open on July 17th, but we'll see if uh, events might cause that date to shift, which I don't think so because I think Christopher Nolan has been set on it's coming out that day. And I think that's a pretty good 
time to start opening things. I think, see, like, July is better than May to start opening up, like, theaters. I think that's when people would finally be like, okay, I think we're good enough to go to the theaters again. And I think a, a movie like like Tenet would probably be a good movie to get people to go in. Like like they said, 44%. I mean, that's not a that's not half. That's not even the majority, but at least like it's at least it's a, a big enough number, I think, where at least they'll turn a profit. I I honestly hope like it's not like they do it and like no one goes. <laughs> but I mean, cuz I we've seen with like Batman or the Dark Knight and Inception and was it Dunkirk? Like he's able to pull in these numbers. And I think people have faith in him to be like, yeah, you you can draw a crowd. And especially Tenet, like I love I love that he doesn't really give anything away in his trailers, or like it's it's like such a uh, he keeps things under wraps so well that I think people would want to go. Like you know what I mean? Like they gotta go see it because it's like they want to know what it's about. Yeah, I mean maybe it's hard to say right now. Because I, we're like we were talking about earlier, the country is kind of split. Uh, us for Arizona, as of right now, we're open Friday, May fifteenth, till who knows when if we're gonna close again. California wants to stay closed till later this year, um, and that's how it goes literally across the board. Some places are open right now. Some places want to stay closed longer. So it's. It's going to be interesting to see where we are yeah. July. Uh, but I, I guess also speaking on that, um, I'm pretty sure you've seen New Mutants got a new date. Yes. I was thinking, how come they just don't release that now? Like on VOD? Yeah, because... Well, that's... that's. <sighs> did you see that Like they did like start like pr- like um, letting people pre-order it on, um, I think it was Amazon? And then they took it off. God, because we talked about this with uh, Trolls, that there is probably a market right now where people will watch certain movies because... yes, because they just are dying for something new, like now. Um, We might see it again with uh, Scooby-Doo. If that movie does any money, then, then there could be a possibility that, yeah, some people are just... Willing to buy a movie because they're oh, bored. Oh, I think so because they're because parents are going to be like, "Hey, it's a new movie for kids to watch. It's not Trolls or Sonic. Okay, anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, God damn it, I don't, I, I can't stand watching this movie. But no, but I was, I was thinking about that. Like, that's a PG thirteen movie. We know it's not going to be rated R anymore. Stupid. I know. But that could have a good like cross viewing. Like, yeah. right? Maybe I think so. certain parents are like. I mean, our kids are getting older. And then I think it's still good enough to where people who are older are like, ah, I mean, it's not rated R, I guess, but whatever. And it would have been interesting because they could actually see, like, hey, is this thing possible? Because you're right that the timeline could be good enough, right? Two two months down the line, almost three months. So um, who knows? Maybe this thing's better. Maybe it's worse. Like, us right now, opening our state, it could, maybe nothing happens. Maybe. Maybe people start going back to work and uh, business start to open again and 
cases really don't climb that much differently than where they were when we were closed. Hey, maybe that's a good thing. Or that shows or, that it's not like spreading around us, us. Like it doesn't spread as fast as we think about. Yeah. Or it gets a lot worse, and then <laughs> uh, early July they're like, "Yeah, we're totally gonna close again till X amount of months." So. Yeah, it is going to be interesting because he is very steadfast on staying on that date. Mm. And I think it's it is very optimistic because we are pretty early on right now. But I mean, I guess we really got to wait till a couple. Honestly, like at least like till the end of June to see where we're at, Mm -hmm. because he's either going to. It was funny, too, because I was like thinking that August was such a like. Wow, like to push it back to August, like all these movies got pushed to August, right? And like for thinking like that, it's kind of crazy to push it back that far. But now looking at it and like retrospect, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think we needed it to be pushed that far back. But who know? I mean, who knows? Yeah, I I think you're right. Like maybe maybe we stay on track and it works out completely fine, or maybe it's like, hey, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. Some of these some of these news articles talking about some of that stuff, it's really hard to say because right now we're still in the early stages of trying to figure out what's next. Yeah. Like I said, some states want to stay closed way longer. Some states want to open now. Some states are opening now. But if the shit gets worse for the states that open and better for the states that's closed, then you know that this whole thing is going to get fucked. And then what happens, you know, with... Like, who knows when the next movie theater is going to open again? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's Like I said, it's it's interesting, but it's really hard to say because it's too early to, you know, talk about. Uh, so, recently, um, Ryan Murphy went on Instagram to announce a spinoff to American Horror Story. It's ingeniously titled. I mean, I don't even think you'd be able to guess it. Canadian comedy story. That actually be that would be hilarious. No, it's it's titled American Horror Stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come come me off guard. Yeah, see, I knew you would never guess it. Instead of a, a season long theme, um, each each episode uh, of the season would be like a self contained like true horror story, which. Honestly, kind of sounds like how the series probably should have been, like, the whole time. I mean, I, I love American Horror Story, if, even for how, like, horrible they end. Like, they end, like, he does not, Ryan Ryan Murphy, I think, is worse, like, as much as I love Stephen King, like, I think he's worse at ending a story than Stephen King. Because <laughs> at least with Stephen King, it's like, okay, it's a giant, like, it's actually a giant spider. Okay, but at least he also gives you, like, yeah, but see, that's not really what it is. Because it's from this macro. Like, he, he gets, like, weird with it, right? Yeah. And then, but but with Ryan Murphy, it's like, wait, so that's that's the end? Oh. So they just undid everything that happened this whole season? And yet it's still going to all happen anyways? Okay. Um... I think it's gonna, I think it'd be pretty good, especially because like if American Horror because I think they they were renewed to season thirteen, so they got four more seasons to go. So I mean, if you I mean, this is a good way to introduce like 
hey, guys, we're going to have American Horror Stories. And Ryan Murphy's going to be, like, an executive producer, but he's not going to be coming up with, like, every idea. And then it's like, see, that would open room to have good endings to certain things. Yeah. Instead of just, like... It could... It could turn out really good. Yeah. But it also could turn out like, <laughs> oh, so every show, every episode shitty? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, I was like, god damn it, it could be, like, this all sucks. Like, literally, the 45 minute build up is cool, and then you get to the end and you're like, alright. Yeah. And then that's every episode. Yeah, I don't know. It depends. Um, as the thing they're going to review, it could turn out really good. Or It's, it's kind of like a... Like a Twilight Zone, but like each, but instead of science fiction and paranormal, it's horror and paranormal and, and paranormal and science and, and science fiction. <laughs> but it's horror. But it's horror. Interesting. Um, nothing new, I guess. You know, this whole like anthology shit has really been going on pretty strong for the last couple of years. Yeah, especially with like a lot of like streaming shit and whatnot and. That catching on, so it would be interesting to see that stuff in a smaller form, right, mm. per episode. Well, but you're right. If if he stays to just being like the executive producer, then yeah, maybe we'll have something cool. And, yeah, well, wow. like you can get somebody like a uh, Ty West. He he's pretty known for doing horror movies. Like he's he's been around, but he also does some like TV stuff. See, he's one of those ones where it's like he's he's known, but he's not as big. Like if you said someone like uh, Robert Eggers, I'd be like, no, he's not going to do that. <laughs> he's got he's working on historically accurate pieces of art. I mean, we we'll just have um, to see. But cool, Robert Downey Jr. or <clears throat> RDJ, as his fans call him, has announced that him and his wife will produce an eight episode live action adaption of the DC Comics. Uh, slash Vertigo series Sweet Tooth for Netflix. Uh, Will Forte and James Brolin are currently attached to Star. Um, Sweet Tooth is written by Jeff Lemire and is about Gus, a boy born with deer-like antlers, who after being raised in total isolation is left to survive in an American landscape devastated a decade earlier by an inexplicable pandemic. So nothing relatable. Even more remarkable is that Gus is part of a rare new breed of human-animal hybrid children who have emerged in its wake, all apparently immune to the infection. Enter Japard, a violent, hulking drifter who soon takes in Gus and promises to lead him to the preserve, a fabled safe haven for hybrid children. Along the way, they'll have to contend with science militias, deadly scavengers, rival bounty hunters, and hybrid-worshipping cultists as they fight to make safety and solve, to make it a safety and solve the mysteries of the deadly new frontier. Pushing Sweet Tooth to series is a, an interesting move, but fitting for Netflix's current strategy of still pursuing comic book properties even after publicly cutting ties with Marvel. Um, it also jibes with Downey's recent foray into television, which includes shepherding the Perry Mason series, starring uh, Matthew Reese at HBO. What does raise questions is why Sweet Tooth landed at Netflix and not HBO Max, which has been aggressively mining DC Comics properties for streaming content and already has a relationship with Downey. Yeah, it is pretty interesting that for someone like uh, 
HBO, which we even were wondering, like, is that mean DC, the DC app still going to exist? Because the way that they, the way that they were talking about HBO Mm -hmm. Max is that they were taking all that stuff. Yeah, because I know Doom Patrol is going to be on there. And, like, a lot of the CW is going to be on there, too, Yeah, so, either way, I guess it's cool. It's in the realm of what people are interested in right now. Yeah, people are saying, no, like, (laughs) well, Robert Downey Jr. built Marvel, so why is he leaving them for DC? And, like, he's so DC's going to be the new powerhouse, right? (laughs) That's like... Yeah, I guess that's what they always say. (laughs) That's what they always say when they take a Marvel person. For the last four years? I'm assuming when you said that Will Forte's a part of it, you don't mean he is like the antler kid? I hope not, right? (laughs) I don't know. Although, I was imagining. If it's animated, then I think that'd work, right? Maybe. Uh, Maybe. But I will say, Will Forte and a new series makes me happy. Yeah. So. That's cool. And I like that they got James Rowan. Yeah. It, I mean, honestly, this goes in line with what we've been talking about with TV shows and and star power and, like, where things are right now. Yeah. So it doesn't sound ridiculous, but if Queeby is anything to talk about, then sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah. But... That's a different story, too, because yeah, Queeby started off wanting to be completely weird and different. And I think that whole thing really fucked up. I think they should have either released it earlier or they should have waited. Yeah. Because they released it at the wrong time. Like, a time well, when people weren't going out and, like, oh, I, you know what I do? I think, I think they should have done soft releases before the app. Yeah. They should have done uh, a three-part... Uh, series with chris evans under quibi studios they they released it on um youtube or something they could have done small indie movie under quibi studios and then the continuation story is on the app they could have easily done this shit before like we talked about with marvel taking their time Mm -hmm. and just constantly building up they could have easily done that, especially with like the idea of things wanting to be quick. They could have done this stuff here, produce this, be a part of this, have this. And then once the app released, they could have probably got more people because that is star power. Like the, yeah. the amount of people working for Quibi and releasing things on Quibi is pretty amazing. But it's not so far. It hasn't really <laughs> succeeded in anything. No. But. Netflix is different, to be honest. Like, hearing Robert Downey Jr., James Brolin, all a part of a Netflix series, it's like, that sounds pretty normal now. So, it could be good. Yeah, I, honestly, like, I, I want to see it. Like, it's Netflix, it's Robert Downey Jr., it's it's not like a main DC, like, comic adaption. It's like one of their, like... Like, it's Vertigo. It's something outside of, like, it's still under DC, but it's, like, like, um, like Watchmen. Like, Watchmen's, like, it's, I think that was Vertigo, too. It's, like, but it's still under DC. But it's, like, yeah, but, like, it was written by someone who doesn't work for DC, so it's pretty much Suck. better. <laughs> I think I'm more interested in, um, Neil Gaiman's gonna do The Sandman. 
They are going to do it? Yeah, I forgot where, though. I can't remember what they said. But they're going forward Because they've been talking about that for years, that they're, they they want to adapt that. Yeah, because I saw it, and my friend, like, loves Sandman. Oh. And she was like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I... All I can really say is, like, we just got to wait for it to come out. Oh, yeah. But pretty cool. Like I said, you could just have Will Forte in it, do everybody. Oh, yeah. That'd and be it'd funny. probably be the best show ever. <laughs> pretty funny. But... Either way, pretty stoked on it, I guess. What do you do? When someone says something's impossible, I prove it's possible. This really happened. Or if it was a dream. Everyone is connected to the loop in one way or another. Tales from the Loop is an American science fiction drama television series based on the eponymous art book by Swedish artist Simon Stallenhag. Townspeople live above the loop, a machine built to unlock and explore the mysteries of the universe. From a girl's mother disappearing, two teenage boys switching bodies, and a teenage girl trying to hold on to a moment, to a man trying to keep his family safe and together, a lonely man traveling to a parallel universe, and something hidden on an island. These tales weave together a tapestry of love and hate, friends and enemies, time and space. Tales from the Loop, a series that says you like science fiction, mm-hmm. and then you say, yeah. yeah, and it's like, okay, cool, well, here's some new crippling depression, enjoy, <laughs> and then you're like, what? It's so, like, you told me a couple of days ago, like, hey, watch Tales from the Loop, and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it, and then we... We're like deciding on what to to do, and I started watching this, and I and I got halfway through it because I sat there at one at one sitting, getting halfway through, it, and I was like, "This is so good! Like it's that perfect mix of like science fiction and like the like it's not it's like it's pushing into like the high science fiction like devs, but like not 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 too far. It doesn't go too far." 
but like yeah it's like these it's like a like a like these stories are so like amazing like each one there's only what eight episodes but each one is just so like great even ones that like you think are like well, this might be this sounds kind of boring it's like like with the um the girl where she stops the time right at first i was like oh this might be kind of like lame but then it gets into it and you're like holy shit this is like like when she calls him a cripple and stuff and i was like god damn like this is so sad but like because i'm such a like i love melancholy and depressing dark things like this to me is like mm, i'm gonna say you need all this but like it's so fucking good watching this thing it was like it's the most lived in world i've ever seen that too i oh my god i love that about it like as far-fetched and wild as it is it feels real like it feels like like when you're watching Stranger Things and they're showing you like, hey, we're in the 80s. Oh, look at it, blah, blah, blah. It's like that, but then also with the science fiction part of it. Yes. <laughs> Where well, it's like, oh, it's, yeah, there's just like giant robots and things here. And... But one thing that I love is that it's not like normal science fiction would have like been like, hey, it's set in like the 70s-ish, right? It's like, I'd say like the late 70s maybe. It has to be the early 80s because there's a scene where the brother is listening to music and the little brother comes in and he's listening to the Misfits. Okay, so then, yeah, so it has to be like the early 80s, right? Yeah. But yeah, just, just I love that, like, things are there, but, like, it's not like that science fiction where it's, like, there's still these, like, like technology is still, like, crazy and wonderful, but it's still, like, but it's there. Like... Nobody marvels at, like, things, but they, they like, oh, like, this is a gadget. Oh, that's awesome. But it's not like, there's a robot here? Oh, whoa. Like, what are these things that are here? Oh, these power things? It's, the way I looked at it, I was driving around, and I was like, it's like if someone from, like, the turn of the century of, like, the 1900s saw, like, our power lines, they'd be like, Whoa, what are those? It's like, what do you mean? They're just power lines. Which is crazy because that's exactly what he did. Uh, he, he said he basically, which is funny because uh, I didn't know he was actually from Sweden. <laughs> oh, he's but, Swedish? Oh. Um, he basically like went around and realized like there's all this amazing technology around that sometimes it's like forgotten. Like he was saying like there's giant things from like the 70s and 80s and 60s that still exist that they're just like left in decay and like we're just we're we're done with it but they still loom over everybody yeah and they're just there and he was saying it's like when you see these things from far away how like yeah you're right how we see them as just other objects but in reality it's like it's a pretty like big wonder if it was someone else. So one thing that really struck me was like the big old towers they have in the fields mm-hmm. and like even some of them in the, the water. He was saying like, I, you see that shit all the time in blah, blah, blah and this and this and this. But it's he's like, but 
it doesn't catch your eye because it's just that. It's yeah. just whatever. And I personally see that all the time whenever I look down the street because I could see that. Is it Bank of America building? Yes. All the yeah. way on like Southern? Well, it's not Bank of America, but it used to be. It used to be, whatever. But like, yeah, and there's that there's that feeling of like it's big and it's there and you can see it so far away. But it's just, it's just some building, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever. I always think about it because I'm always like, it's so weird that they built such a big building right here and no other, not nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what you feel in this universe. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Well, first of all, I was kind of happy with, like, the actual settings of it because mm-hmm. um, not only was it true to what he drew, but certain parts of it, like, reminded me of Dragon Ball Z, how they have very, like, circular things. So, like... Yeah. Yeah, so, like, there's uh, the one with the... Um, where they switch the bodies. Uh-huh. That looks like a capsule that, yeah. that, like, the Ginyu Force uses. Yeah. And all I could think about is, like, oh, would it would be so cool if, like, <laughs> this universe is, like, the At universe most, yeah, that like, after, <laughs> like, all the Saiyans came and all this stuff and... But then they end up leaving, like. But anyways, that's not what it is. It's way more. <laughs> it's way more realistic and fucked up than that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the the fact that his whole his whole thing was just like, what if in the sixties, fifties, when we were doing these like crazy experiments, what if they actually worked? Yeah. <laughs> and whatever, and then everything was kind of left. By the wayside. Uh, specifically, one I think that really does well with it is the robot. Mm-hmm. Is that that the robot on the island totally looks like an old school robot. But then you end up finding out at the end of the series, the teacher yeah. is an is a robot too. But she's supposed to be like, oh, this is what people are comfortable with. And then there's also like, I guess like the real... The real like theme of the whole story is life just happens. That um, yeah. yeah. And and I think that it works really well because the first episode and the last episode tie in pretty well. Yeah. Because when you get to the first episode, it starts off like, you know, just whatever, but then it gets weirder and weirder. And then you're hit right away with oh, this is time travel. And you're like, what what the fuck? Because I actually thought I wasn't sure exactly how this the series was going to be. So I thought each episode was going to be its own like anthology, which it kind of was. See that, and that's what I like too is that it's it's both episodic and serial. Yeah, like each episode is itself contained, but it also like continues a bigger story, and that works really well because at the end of the episode. She basically tells you what the whole series is going to be. She's like, yeah, it doesn't matter how like hard we work or how much we know or whatever. Like sometimes things just happen. Yeah. She's been trying to figure out what happened to her mom for literally decades. And then she confronts her, her younger self. And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess. Nothing ever happens. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, there's like, this is what I think the story does really well is that they have all this super crazy 
sci-fi shit there, right? Like you said, but it's all secondary. It really what it's about. It's about like human emotion and everything, right? Like that the fact that at the end of that first episode, you're basically told like, hey, it doesn't matter that we work here, that I've done this or this happens or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I just, that's like, I'm sorry to break it to you, but that's just what happens. She never comes back. Like, this is this, blah, blah, blah. And then like every other episode too, it it deals with like real emotional shit. Like the girl with the freezing the, the time or whatever. It's like, she's basically someone who can't stop self-sabotaging. Yeah. And it's like, how fucking depressing is it that you think like something has to change, right? But no, it doesn't. It just ends with her kind of realizing that there's this problem with her and she can't fucking change it. Yeah. And even when she has someone as great as, as that guy, something that she thought would be a positive memory, but she's like, every time we pass this street, you're always going to remember this moment, right? Mm. But really, like, that becomes such a sour thing. Yeah. Because now she remembers, like, hey, remember, like, at my peak happiness, I couldn't I couldn't stay happy? Mm. Like, how fucked up is that? The only real positive one I could see, maybe, is um, when the guy gets... Into the alternate yeah, universe. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, the parallel universe thing. Because it kind of comes full circle where in the beginning he blows off the guy, like whatever. But then in the alternate universe, he's like, oh, maybe this guy was yeah, because he, kind of meant for He me. finally met the the man he was like like obsessing over. Yeah, literally he, dream, dream man. Yeah, and he, and, he, and he finally understood what he, like, that it's like, Maybe these people that you obsess over, like, are not as good of people as you think they are. That's probably why you shouldn't obsess over people. And, yeah, maybe the person that you keep seeing, like, maybe that's a sign that, like, maybe they're, they have, you have more in common with them than, than you do this person who sits there and plays the piano. Yeah. Just because he's or so means, sexy when he plays that. Yeah, or it piano. means, like, all hot people are disgusting and all ugly people are pretty cool. Yeah. Or maybe not. No, but <laughs> but the 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 interesting uh, or the uh, interesting thing about that episode I didn't think about till after is that during the episode they constantly say like they're kind of one and the same, right? There's just a little bit different. Yeah. And then he comes to the conclusion that yeah, this guy is kind of a piece of shit, and he's like, "Well, why are you staying with him?" Because he is thinking like, "Why would I stay with him?" And he can't figure it out. And it's like, just imagine, imagine that, right? Imagine you, like, you know, all this shit I was telling you, like, w- w- would you do this? Would you do yeah, this? Imagine in, if you actually got stuck with the parallel universe version of you doing the thing that you said you never do. And you're like, but you're me. We think the same. Like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Like, if you know this, why don't you leave? Yeah. And it's like, like, it, like, that has to be so crazy um that one and then the uh i like that one the 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 dad who loses the arm yeah like the only thing that i could really say is like it kind of makes sense because he's like terrified of this thing right he loses his arm but when he's getting when he's a kid and he's getting the arm like he's happy Mm -hmm. and then later on in life like he even tells him like hey we can 
you know, we can uh, upgrade you to something better. And he's like, oh, I like this arm. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he ends up giving it away anyways to the robot. And the way I look at it, too, is like, because the dad, like, at the when he, when they, when he's rescued and the dad asks him, like, 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 what did you see? And like, well, it was like, I, like, I created, but like, but the I think the way he acts is like, it's like his son, like his brother, you know what I mean? Like, that's also his kid. And, like, it's something that he had to hide because it's just that no one else would understand it. And then he gets there. And then as an adult, like, having gone through all this, you finally realize, like, the monster that haunted you wasn't a monster. And it was, like, it just wanted to live there. It just wanted to live. And people would never understand that. They'd look at it and be like, well, it screams like a monster, so we need to kill it. Yeah. There's there's so much of that into that because you can even tie that in to what happened with his own kid. Yeah, like at that's what, like that last episode was so fucked up because oh my god, not only not only do they everyone comes to terms that that his like the his brother actually switched bodies with that robot, then the robot died, and then he came out and like every, like everyone knew and everyone just lived their life and it's like. Just imagine living like well, that. And and what's fucked up is that the little kid, like he, his, he's so like optimistic about. It. He's like, no, a mom can fix this. Like they have the loop. They can, they can do anything. They can fix this. And it turns out, no, you you can't you can't fix everything. Yeah. And it's fucked. It's <laughs> fucked up. But and it's it's so sad when they they get in the bar. And like they, this is remember when they're sitting there, yeah. And they the whole family walks in. And he's with them, and it's like because he just wanted to be part of his his family again. It's like, and then even and I was thinking about it at the end. I was like, that's technically her granddaughter, yeah, because that's his his daughter. Yeah, but it's not. It is, but it's not. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's that's so. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's so messed up. Like when, because. Obviously, they still have somewhat of a relationship. They have because she smiles at him. Yeah, because when he comes at the end, when when he's playing outside and he comes with his daughters and stuff, obviously, like she had to call him, let him know. Yeah. So, but it, it, there's so much there that makes you think, like, so what happened? Like, what? What? It, like, I don't know. It. The thing that, like you said, like the thing that it does really well. Is that it grounds all these super real emotions, but it plays with it with like the scientific stuff. It plays with like oh, like you know all these theories that we think you know could happen. Like yeah, so they're real and this happens and we can create this and this, and and yeah, it's it's like we talked about last week with sci-fi and it maturing and being something whatever. This would be the definition of it. Mm-hmm. This is like the most realistic, super emotional show I've ever seen oh, that just also happens to deal with like time travel, alternate dimensions, like things of the strange. It's it's like everything about it is like wonderful and kind of depressing. Yeah. Well, the way I see it is like even even now. Like this is a this is supposed to be a commentary on how we are. No matter how far we advance in a, any type of technology, if we're, we're able to create 
sentient life. We're able to time travel. We're able to travel to <clears throat> parallel dimensions. We're able to to do this, to, to switch bodies, to do this, do that, right? You still can't stop, like, like the grandpa, he dies. There's no way to stop that. Um, like, to, like, reverse reverse things. It's, like, it's hard to do. Like or, some, some, or, like, her mom. Yeah. Well, well she probably will never come back. Yep. I mean, who knows where she's at? And we get to see in the future, like, well, we're never told that she never comes back. I, I think it's safe to assume she probably doesn't. Yeah. She could have went back way back in the future. Yeah. Maybe. To pass to pass her when her daughter dies. Yeah. There's so much here that I didn't think would actually get from this thing. Because one thing that I don't know if we brought up, but these were just like picture books. Mm-hmm. There's just some guy went out there. Yeah. He drew his landscape and was like, what if this was like sci-fi? Yeah. What if this was this? And then slowly this started to turn into what we have now. Because they have, um, they have like a, what do you call it? Like a RPG? Yes. Like a role yeah. playing thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything about that. I don't know if it, any of the story coexists with that. But They have like miniatures that look like the like the one robot with the, the, the arm, like the yeah. strapper. Well, that's what I'm saying. That That's one thing that I really liked about the show is that they literally just took the book and were like, mm-hmm. that's how it's going to look. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like. I love that they didn't change. They didn't change it. Yeah, they were it wasn't. Like, it wasn't like. Exactly. So how can we make this work towards us? It's like, like that. Okay, okay. Go to page seven. No, uh-huh. that's that's how it's gonna look. <laughs> like it was that simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just honestly, I think if we if we were a better podcast, we could easily go through every episode better. But I can't tell you how much, like, after I watched this, I was like, that's probably one of the best things I've ever seen, ever. I mean, would you want us to sit here and go through, like, fuck yeah. Well, because here's the thing, too, is I don't know if this is ever going to continue, but there's also, um, Uh, what is it? It's not... why do they call it something from the loop? It basically the second book he did was like the first book, but there's like uh like a virus that affects the technology or something like that. It looks really fucked up. It kind of looks like like uh like all it's, it's like all disease and stuff like oh, that. Shit, really? Yeah. Um also in the same thing, which I kind of hope that they continue with, is he did one like electric, the electric something or whatever, but it's basically, it's basically like what he considered America. Like it's it's like if America had all this stuff and then like let it take over or something and then and then we let it fall into decay. So. It's kind of like the thing. I don't know how to explain it. Pretty much it was a big fuck you to America. Oh, okay. Like big corporate America. <laughs> really? And honestly, like, that would be so cool to see. And a companion story or a continuation. I don't know. Uh, like, what they did with this, I want them to keep doing. Because they have a loop in, in the universe 
the original universe, the loop was in Switzerland, but they also have one in America, like up, uh, I think it was like by, by the lake or something like that. Kind of like Arizona, Nevada area. And obviously in the show, the loop is like the Midwest, I guess. Right. That's kind of what it seemed like. Yeah. I can't remember where they exactly said it was, but I'm assuming it looked like it was something in the something in the Midwest. Uh, but on it, like it would be so cool to see what they do if they can like do another season, but like in a different part of America or maybe a different part of the world. I don't know. It, when I saw this, I was like, "This looks so beautiful. This is so emotional. This is so real." But yeah, I know it's not, but it just, it, it was like something I've never seen before. Yeah. But I think it's like, it's like that, like, yeah, like what we were saying last week, it's like that perfect, so like, yeah, like, yeah, like devs is like more like, more like high sci-fi, right? Where it's like, it's going into this and we, we talked about other, um, like other sci-fi things doing this or doing that, like talking about it. But I think this works on like emotion and human, like a human level with technology. Those other ones were like, what, what technology can do? This one's like technology does this, but this is how it affects us. Man. Well, honestly, it's more like, Technology took a back seat. Yeah. Because with like I said, with the one girl and the the where she was able to stop time, she yeah, she was using technology, but it was all like it was honestly like her thinking that she could escape the real world yeah. to be happy with this guy, but then it comes full circle and she's like, Oh, I don't know if I could ever be happy because it's me. I'm the problem. Yeah. Or even <coughs> Like the dad, he he tries to solve it with the robot, like, but it's like you can't solve you can't solve all your problems with like oh a big machine that just is there like as a symbol of like protection. It's like you actually got to do these things. Yeah. Like with the like the the fact that he like he took the money from like his boss right, and then he bought the robot. But it's like why didn't you just fix your? You should have fixed the electricity when you had the chance. And you should have done that, but like, but see, like it, it, it doesn't for this. I think what it is, it's it doesn't forget the human element. Yeah, and see, like that's what a person would do. Like, well, I think it really is. This is like the human experience. Yeah, but also with sci-fi. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, it's just it's done in the most like, and it's not it's not the thing is it's not ridiculous. No. It's like, uh-uh. it doesn't matter how much robots you see or like floating tractors or giant, I don't know, electric thingies or this weird, what was it called again? The ball? Solar? solar No, the eclipse? The eclipse, yeah. The eclipse. Like, yeah, some of that shit is like very out there. And obviously, like there's more that you could get into like why this is the way it is. But that's all secondary. Yeah. It literally is about, like, the human experience. It's as fucked up as it is. It's just like, hey, even even if all of this stuff did exist, like, these problems would exist. The, these emotions would exist. You know, the way that people act, the, you know, the way that 
the way that we we are how we are with one another like all that shit is still gonna exist doesn't matter if we have time travel doesn't matter yeah. if we can switch bodies and tell the future or whatever you know what i mean like doesn't matter with all of that because we're still going to be the same way we are now you know yeah. we're still going to be jealous and upset and angry and confused yeah. And you know what I mean? Happy and all this stuff. And that's what this show did. And it's 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 honestly like unbelievably beautiful, mm -hmm. but also like fucked up. Yeah. Because that's that's life. Life is a little bit of everything. As happy as we can be right now, the greater world is kind of fucked up. Yeah. But does that mean we have to live in depression? Because everyone's kind of suffering right now or can we find happiness in watching a tv show or playing the game with my nephew or you know what i mean like this show is like a statement of of like humanity being as human as possible but with the wonder and awe of like science fiction being as sci-fi as it could be yeah that makes any sense it's acted well it's directed well it's it's shot really good like the even just like the um the cgi like the it just looks amazing it, it, it's just it's if you haven't seen it yet stop listening to this go watch it come back and listen to this the, like we, I think we've said that about a lot of things, but I think this is one of the ones where it's like, I think we both would agree. It's like, no, yeah. go watch this now. I'm pretty upset that more people haven't talked about this. Yeah, me too. This was like the only reason why I remember watching it was I was like, there's something on Amazon Prime that I want to watch, and I was like, oh, Hunters. I forgot I didn't finish Hunters, <laughs> but then as I was about to start it, I was like. Oh, Tales from the Loop, it's on. I totally forgot. And then I was like, ah, maybe I'll start it later. Well, when you told me, I, I kind of had that, like, ah, maybe I'll watch it at some time. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna watch it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here. I'm going to watch it. I started watching it. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so glad I watched this. Yeah, I couldn't give this show more praise than anything. I, I know some people probably have a problem with, like, yeah, but it didn't really like answer a lot of things. Who but that but I'm saying like that's I think what it's going for. Yeah. Like it basically telling you doesn't matter what you do in life, sometimes things just happen and no matter what, no matter how prepared you are, no matter if you think that you got everything set in order, sometimes things just happen and you don't know why. Yeah. You know, sometimes things are going to happen and you can't figure out like well what went wrong cuz sometimes just the the most random thing is going to happen, and you can't fix it. To air is human. That's what being alive is. Like, sometimes there's things that we're not going to be able to explain. We're never going to be able to explain it, no matter if you think we are, because, oh, look, but look how far we've come along. It's like, that's not that's not good enough. We're never, like, that's what the show shows, is like, sometimes you can't explain things. Yeah, fantastic show. The Back the hardest. Yeah. Uh, if this doesn't get some continuation one way or oh, another, I'm gonna be fucking mad. yeah, I'm going to be mad because everyone was talking about 
that one show where like they die and then go into like a virtual heaven or something. Can't remember. It's new. It's like a upload? comedy upload. Everyone's been talking about that, but like this just got released, I think like a month ago or something. Recently, right? Yeah. Um, and I haven't heard anyone talk about it. And that pisses me the fuck off because this is honestly like some of the best TV slash video anything that I've ever seen. It's yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a loser and you're super cool, go watch it. Honestly, if you love sci-fi, go watch it. Or if you love like hard-hitting drama, <laughs> go watch it. If you want to feel something, go watch it. Yeah. Honestly, just go watch it. Yeah. Okay, so this week we're going to talk about some comebacks that people mounted when they were like, hey, I'm a big star. Wait, now I'm not a big star? Well, I got to come back. Jason Bateman. So he, he started off as a child star on like Silver Spoons and the Hogan family, but during the 90s he was pretty forgettable um, until he, um, he started on Arrested Development. And that's when he, I think that's when everyone was like, hey, this guy's like hilarious. <laughs> and and honestly, since then, he's been on a roll. Look, at he's been in like how many different comedy, like he was in Game Night. He was, he was just in The, the Outsider. He's been in um, Ozark, which I heard is like amazing. But I mean, no one will ever forget that he was in Teen Wolf 2. Rob Lowe. So he started off as um, Soda Pop Curtis in The Outsiders, and you know he was part of the Brat Pack. Um, but he was, but he was like he started alongside like Tom Cruise, Patrick Swayze, Matt Dillon, Emilio Estevez, and like all the stuff. And then in the late eighties, there was like a sex scandal with a videotape, but with a younger actor actress, but he kind of fell off for a while. It wasn't until, like, I, I mean, it says on here, like, the West Wing brought him back. But I would say it wasn't until Parks and Rec, really, that he came back and people were like, oh, yeah, Rob Lowe? Oh, yeah, he's actually pretty funny. Did you guys know that? Because, I mean, like, I remember him being on the West Wing, but I know, I mean, he wasn't really in anything at the time, was he? Yeah. Besides, I mean, Tommy Boy was, what, like, three years earlier than that? I think so. And but, yeah, you're no, you're right, though, because I think... I think he did that thing where he came back and was trying to work. Like, he was, like, a working actor. Yeah. But I, Parks and Rec was the thing that put him into the mainstream as, like, this lovable character. Yeah. Um, and really, since then, he kind of he played off of that and became more popular and then started doing even more things because of that role. Yeah. Not saying that role made him. Obviously not. No, no, no. But... I think that was like the second wind of, of, oh, he can be a big star. Yeah. Mickey Rourke. So Mickey Rourke, he, he started in uh, nine and a half weeks and like in the, um, in the eighties, uh, he had like a rising star. He was in Rumblefish, the Pope of Green, uh, Greenwich village, um, Barfly. But then in the early nineties, he quit acting and he started boxing and, 
destroyed his whole like I was reading this article about about him and like it's like it's ridiculous like his face like got so like ruined and then he had so many botched surgeries because he initially got like surgery to like to fix up like the the cuts and bruise and all the like breaks and and so all the damage that, that was done to his face, he did. He got like a, like initial surgery, but I guess what happened then was the person who did it like completely like messed up, so he had to go back for more surgery. But I guess the person who did the to fix it like botched it even more, like that. I, yeah, he he even said himself. He's like, I went to the wrong people to um to like get this stuff fixed, and then that's why um. Like, years later, like, finally he came back with um, Sin City, and he was in there, and then he was in The Wrestler, which is an amazing movie. And then from there, because he was nominated for an Academy Award for that one. Hmm. So, during the mid-70s, there were few stars who were bigger than John Travolta. Yeah, we're going to talk about John Tra. I mean, he, I mean, he was in, like, Carrie, Grease, Saturday Night Fever, Urban Cowboy... That was all like the well, like late seventies, early eighties. But during that time, he kind of faded away, and it wasn't until he was in Pulp Fiction in the mid nineties that that's when he came back. And I mean, since then he he was in a like he was in Face Off, he was in Battlefield Earth, he was in um other he was in Oh Michael, remember he plays the Angel. Yeah, so he was in a bunch of things for a while, and then he he kind of faded away for a little bit now, right? I think his star kind of well, I I wouldn't say faded out, but I think it like leveled out in like the yeah. early two thousands, yeah, two thousands, yeah. Because after that, he just became John Travolta, yeah, the star. So like, it's not unheard of for him to make a movie, but I think he does more being like that friendly actor guy um robert downey jr he started off with a bang like he was in chaplin weird science less than zero i they include natural born killers but that was like a little while after and i would say that was already into when he was like people were like oh robert he's a little bit toxic because he he does drugs and he drinks and he he loves whores um, but yeah, that like got him like kicked out for the longest time, like from the early nineties to the late, <clears throat> the late two thousands. It wasn't, it literally wasn't until like kiss, kiss, bang, bang Zodiac. But even those were like, people weren't like going to see it because of Robert Downey Jr. He still had that stigma of, cause I think he, he did try to come back at one point earlier. Right. But he blew it by doing more drugs and stuff. And people were just like, nah. But then I think when they were going to make Iron Man and everyone was like, hey, you know who would be the perfect Iron Man? Yeah, he's really horrible because he does so many drugs. Like, he's so drugged out right now. But you know who looks like Iron Man? Robert Downey Jr.? And so then Marvel took a chance and and they, they, they hit it big because already just at that point, like but just a little bit before that, right, gotten completely clean and was like, I'm, I'm done with all of that. Yeah. And that's why they, that's, I think that's why they took a chance, right? Because he was like, I, I'm not, you don't have to worry about me because I'm not, I don't do that anymore. 
And it's crazy, too, because it's like, for the longest time, nobody wanted to work with them. Yeah. And now, afterwards, look, at he's, he's making it a Netflix show. He has his own production company. Yeah, I remember when he was in Iron Man, that changed everything. Yeah. Like, every... Because, honestly, a lot of people don't even know much of what he'd done, except for, like, maybe, like, two or three movies in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then Iron, yeah. Iron Man. I, I bet kids kids who, like, love Robert Downey Jr. don't even know. He was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Like, he was in on <laughs> part of the cast. He was part of the cast that actually got it canceled. Like, it's crazy to see where he is right now. It's not that people forget, but I think it's very much played down, like, how fucking crazy his, like, meltdowns were. Yeah. Like, I mean, for someone who... I would say was still fairly young when he had like a lot of his problems. Like I remember seeing his mugshots a lot. Yeah. Like he's one of those guys are, that you would see on the news. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, fame eighties actor, Robert Downey Jr. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so like, I, yeah, I don't know if people really understand how, like how crazy Mm-mm. he got for a while, but the fact that he, he became like, the head almost of this Marvel Cinematic Universe to the point where his became death, a, like ultra millionaire. Yeah, and like his death is so like regarded as like, oh my god, I'm I'm sitting here crying. Honestly, I think a lot of like older people see him as like the ultimate comeback. Yeah, because he really was someone who they thought like you know he would kind of fade away. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who could. Work every once in a while, but essentially wouldn't be the megastar that like a Tom Cruise would have been, you know? Yeah, and he might he might show up here and there. Like he did with like like Zodiac where he, he just he wasn't the main character, he just kinda was there. He could have easily been like a Rob Lowe. Yeah. Yeah. Where but- you know, he he still works but isn't nearly as big as like he is right now. No. And uh yeah, now with this list, uh, hopefully next time we do this list, we can add Brendan Fraser back because he's starting yeah. to act again. Yes, because I, I always liked Brendan Fraser. I thought he was like, uh, yeah, I, honestly, I, yeah. There's so many um, movies in his. Uh, what's the what's uh, him? blast from the past? A blast from the past. No, um, uh, what's mummy. The, Come on, Dom. No, the mummy. No, where uh, Airheads. Airheads. Honestly, you know, it'd be interesting. Is see like the next batch of people that yeah. come back. You know mm. what I mean? Like Haley Joe Osmond, how he like literally disappeared yeah, after yeah. he stopped becoming like the cute little kid, and he grew into and that then, weird adult <laughs> he, kid. Yeah, he grew up, but came back and was like, "Oh, he still got to though." But he, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like, yeah, he looks like a, he looks like. The little kid, but just as an adult, it's weird. <laughs> but the weird thing is, like, he's actually he's still an amazing actor. Yeah. Um. He's so we we it. see it here and there, but I mean, like, yeah, it's it, a, a good comeback story. Is is always like makes you makes you happy, you know? Yeah. Makes you feel like, hey, even if you failed once, like, doesn't mean that that has to be your whole career. Yeah. Or even if you're coked out Robert Downey Jr. now doesn't mean that you can't be Iron Man's Robert Downey Jr. later. But 
with that, we'll say thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you all. We appreciate it. And if you want to show some gratitude, you can go ahead and follow us on any of your streaming services. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also follow our YouTube. There will be a link in the show description. So all of our new episodes are going up there. Check it out, if you will. Um, You can follow us on our social media. That's INTB underscore podcast. That's for Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. And let us know, is there, a, is there a certain celebrity that you feel has like a, a second win or a new start that you feel, you know, people don't talk about a lot? Or maybe you maybe you hope someone's going to do it, like your favorite actor from the 90s come back? Yeah. Or have you seen Tales from the Loop? Did you? Probably love, not. They probably haven't watched it, but... If you have watched it, like, what did you think about it? Or did you feel like, oh, my God, like, it's so depressing and so emotional? Or were you, like, a robot and you're like, I don't know what the, I don't know what feelings are. Does not compute. Yeah, so let's know. Yeah. But until then, guys, as always, remember. It's not that bad. It's not that bad.